This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. All righty, we are back again with another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast, where I'm going to help you guys understand and do the best job possible of hiring your next teammate, and expanding your team because this is a critical part of scaling your business. And I believe that's the critical point when operations become such a big deal in your business. So I'm so excited that you have tuned in today and I'm going to talk to you all about onboarding your new hire today. So in the last couple episodes, we've been talking about that job description and overcoming some of the myths and some of the difficulties that we have when we go to hire. So we're going to continue that conversation today with what to do once you've selected this lucky, lucky person to join your team. Onboarding is one of those things that is just so challenging and mind-numbing. I see it put people back and put these great leaders back in their seat, and it really doesn't have to. However, Like I've been saying throughout this entire series on hiring, hiring is a project. It cannot be treated in pieces and parts. It really has to have a plan, a goal, and excellent delivery. And so this is part of the puzzle that people don't think about because honestly, they're so involved in creating the job description, looking through the applicants, having those conversations that all of a sudden they hire this person and then they're like, oh, they're starting in a few days. How do I onboard this? If you're a new business owner or if you just haven't had a team and this is one of the first hires that you're going to make, this is a big, big mistake that happens. Do not overlook this part and flag this episode make sure to come back or bookmark this episode, I guess I should say, (laughs) but come back to this episode when you go through this process, because this is going to show you exactly what to do. I'm going to tell you some things that you need to be thinking about and things that you can prepare today in your business. And then we're going to wrap up the episode by talking about what that first week looks like day by day. So I believe that this is a really rich episode. I know it's something that my clients and peers deal with and feel inadequate on. So I am so excited to bring it to you today. And before I get started, I want to remind you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I don't have the skills, I don't have the time, I don't know what to do. I want to tell you that I have two solutions for you. Actually, I have three. One of them is to go to theopsauthority.com forward slash hiring and fill out the form and let me hire for you. Another one, which I really want to highlight today because this is the done with you course that I have created. It is called Hiring Simplified because it does just that. It literally makes the hiring process much easier for you. It's laid out with a nice, beautiful project plan, and you can read more information on that at theopsauthority.com forward slash hiring simplified. 
And the third way that we can work together is by you just listening to this podcast. We're doing this series right now, and I believe that it's going to give you lots of information on how to execute the hiring process. And I think it already has. So welcome, welcome. Let's get these people hired. And for today, let's talk through how to onboard. So before we get to the how, we got to know the why. And why is the onboarding process just so important? As I'm going over these reasons why, I want you to remember these are the reasons that you have to put effort into this. So first of all, when you plan out the onboarding process for this new hire, you will definitely decrease the turnover. And as a business owner, you're obviously wanting to control cost. And one of the highest cost, operational costs that you're going to assume is bringing people onto your team. So you know that this is an important cost. Let's try to control it. Give them a wonderful experience as they're coming into the business. It will lead to a lower or a decreased turnover. The other thing on the exact opposite side is it increases retention. And I believe it increases the retention and the likability of the job because they are cared for immediately right as they enter the business. There is nothing that compares to feeling nurtured at the beginning of a relationship. Think about even in your own personal relationships. If you are not paid attention to, you definitely feel less engaged and less happy to be there. So the retention piece is huge. The next thing is you're going to want to build solid, deep relationships and not have it just be a transaction. So when you have a curated or a planned or a project for onboarding, you're going to see that there's going to be a depth and a connection between you and this new hire. And let's face it, ladies, we're running small businesses. Our teams are small, mighty, and lean. I've told you this in the past, but this, in these small businesses, there is a very close overlap between family and contractor or employee. We rely on these people so much for our businesses. And so, yes, relationships are going to matter. If you bring somebody on without onboarding them, obviously there's going to be chaos, but it's going to feel very transactional. It's not going to feel like there's any depth there. Another reason why onboarding is amazing is you're going to get a faster return on your investment. And that is incredibly important to me, and it should be equally important to you. The reason you're going to get a faster return is because you're going to define what their job is going to look like, and you're going to give them tools, ideas, opportunities, and education right when they enter your business. So you're going to see them doing what you've dreamt of them doing much more quickly. And then ultimately, it's going to save you money in the long run which by the the last four things that I mentioned, turnover, retention, relationships, and return on investment, all of those things are going to save you money. So I hope that those are powerful enough reasons for you to really consider, take this episode, take the knowledge that you're gonna gain from this episode and put it to good use. Alrighty, so the next thing we're gonna jump into are some of the things that I want you to start thinking about. So regardless if you're in the hiring process, you're planning to hire, or you're in the thick of it right now, I wanna tell you there are some things that you can be doing right now to prepare for this time in your business. First thing is, do you have contracts, agreements, or non-disclosure agreements? I want you to go ahead and collect those things and make sure you've got them so it's one less thing you have to think about. All too often, 
I go through the entire hiring process and all of a sudden it's the day to extend the offer to the contractor or the employee and they'll ask me for a template on these contracts. And I think my belief is that these contracts are very personalized to the business. And so I don't use a lot of templates in my business, but neither here nor there, contracts and agreements should be a part of this process. And I want to make sure you're taking the time, talk to your attorney, draft something yourself, just protect and define what is expected of the role. And I highly suggest a non-disclosure agreement Anytime you have people coming into your business and they're going to be have access to your client roster or your book of business, as well as your processes and your intellectual property. The next thing, which I talk so much about, you can go back to episode four. We'll put that in the show notes for you. But the mission, vision, and values, this must be articulated. And I have said that in every single one of these past few episodes, because that needs to be a part of your job description. If for some reason you have skipped that or you want to just take some extra time to go a little deeper on it, now is the perfect time before they get into your business. You're definitely going to want to know the goals for the role. What is the outcome? When this person comes in, how can they be successful? What do they need to do at 30, 60, 90 days? Let's just say you're the business owner and you are hiring one of your first hires or you're getting rid of something that you have been doing and you're handing it over to this new person, whether that's you or somebody else on the team. Most of the time, that's what's happening with some of the earlier hires. Start making a list of what systems or tools that they're going to need access to. This will make it so easy whether you use a tool like LastPass or there are so many different tools out there. But LastPass, specifically LastPass for Teams, allows you to put the tools or the systems that people are going to need, that the new employee or contractor is going to need in, let's just say, like one virtual folder. So you can give access to all the tools that they need all at one time. But that's just one way to do it. There's lots of different ways. Ultimately, I'm going to want you to have a list of all of the systems and tools that they have access to for both onboarding and offboarding purposes. But lots of times you won't take the time or it'll be, you know, hit or miss or things will kind of evolve as you're explaining the job description to them. Do yourself a favor, look good, show them, impress them by having all of this together ahead of time. There's no reason not to. You're going to want to know or have your annual calendar already drafted. And for most of us, this is an annual exercise. I hope it is. But you're going to want to go over this with this new hire. You're going to want them to have the knowledge of your business. And that's one great way to break the ice and show them everything that's on the dock for this year. Are there any systems that they're going to need to work on or any standard operating procedures that you can create or loom or revisit that maybe they're already created and you want to revisit them, this is the time. Start looking at those operating procedures and just making sure that they're ready to go so that this person can onboard and be effective, be productive in your business as soon as possible. The introduction to your team, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but you're going to want to go ahead and pre-draft what that introduction email, or at least write it down as a task because you are going to need to do this to create buy-in and respect from the other teammates. This list is long, but remember, you can be doing this right now. I would love to see a prioritized task list 
that's going to provide direction and ownership. So what are the things that this person is going to do for your business? Now, this is already in your job description. So you're not going to have to recreate the will. I also want you to think about what are the different roles on your team? If you don't have an organizational chart, draft it up. It doesn't have to be super detailed. If you've got different people on your team, have them In that document, just draft a few bullets on what their main responsibilities are. This will help the new hire to have a better, more comprehensive understanding of how your team functions and who's responsible for what and who to go to for different things. One of the greatest disruptions and frustrations with new hires is that they're constantly taxing the CEO or the leader of the business, and rightfully so. If you don't have this information together, they have nowhere else to go. So I want you to make sure that you also have a system for communication. What kind of communication are you going to be doing, keeping up with and committed to for this new hire? I know I heard on one of Emily Hirsch's, the Hirsch Marketing Podcast, I heard her talk about how when she onboards, she meets for 15, 10 to 15 minutes for the first 24 days, I believe, with her new employees or new hires. So that is certainly one way that you can do this, but just make sure you have a system ready to go. You block that time off in your calendar and it's not a surprise when this person comes. The worst thing that you can do is not have time or not prioritize the onboarding for this person. Communications can be as simple as a 10-minute meeting. They don't have to be for 24 days. That's just an example that I heard and it really resonated. Her rationale behind that is the depth and how much she can get feedback on her own processes, how much she can pour into this person and really get them acquainted with the mission and vision of her business. I recommend at least two weeks doing a daily huddle, no less than three times a week during those first couple of weeks. Of course, it's going to depend on how deep the role is. If it's a small role, if it's less, I mean, if it's something that's like 20 to 40 hours a month, you may not need to do a daily meeting. But anything greater than 10, 15 hours a week, I definitely recommend a a daily huddle, a very short huddle. And we've got all the communication tools. We've got Voxer, which is a voice application where you can talk back and forth to one another. We have Slack, which is a written form. Actually, I think there's a couple different options there. We've got project management tools, but I would say Voxer and Slack are the two most common communication tools. But this feature is being included more and more with the project management tools that are coming out. Lastly, another thing to think about is how do you want to welcome this person? We talked about the email introduction, but I'm thinking you want to get a little bit more personal than that. I love to see when someone extends a welcome gift. I know this is going to cost you just a little bit of money, but I remember in my corporate days and I did lots and lots of hiring, nothing would make that person feel more connected to the group than decorating their desk. So we would decorate their desk. We would have maybe a sweet or a pastry there. We would have a Starbucks gift card. It doesn't have to be over the top, but I do think having a thoughtful gesture when they're joining your team shows your excitement for them. If you can personalize it to something, I mean, it's so easy to scour a Facebook or an Instagram profile and see what their interests are. Honestly, a Starbucks card is wonderful. You can send it digitally, but I would consider doing that. Really show how excited you are and your thoughtfulness from the very beginning. They're going to see a trustworthy, excited partner on the other side, and it's going to open up so many doors. 
And remember, ultimately, you're doing this process. You're going through the hiring process because you want to scale your business. You want to bring on the highest, the best. And to do that, I truly feel like the depth of relationship between the owner and the new hire needs to be there. So all of these things are going to help you in expediting that. I want you to shine in this process. You're going to shine by having an itinerary. Put yourself in the new hire's position. How wonderful would it be to walk into a new job with an itinerary and an agenda, sending the necessary documents that you're going to be covering every single day ahead of time? This is going to show that you're committed, you're excited, you're prepared. All too often, these new hires feel like a nuisance. They don't feel valued. They feel bad for writing you, for sending you memos. They don't know what to do because you don't have that relationship. Change that from the very beginning. Alrighty, if you haven't done this and you're in the middle of the hiring process right now, it is not too late. You're going to have at least one to two weeks where applicants are coming in and filling out applications. And a lot of times that is dead time for you as the hiring manager or the CEO. So this is perfect to be doing during that time. Setting up all of these processes, creating the documents, reviewing things that have worked in the past, what hasn't worked in the past. I want you to be doing all of that. So all of a sudden, the new hire is here. It is day one. So what do you do on day one? I'm going to go over the first five days. Let's assume that they're going to start on a Monday. It doesn't have to be that way, but likely it's going to be. So let's say that they're going to start on a Monday Day one, I want you to create all of these documents that they're going to need and put them in a shareable place. So these documents are going to be accessible through a single link, and that can be Dropbox, it can be Drive, lots of different ways that we can share this and make sure that the person has access. Envision them being able to sit at their virtual desk and open up the itinerary or the agenda as well as all the documents that they're going to need for this day. They've already received their Starbucks card. They're excited to meet you. And they sit down with all of this at their fingertips. That is showing them the culture and the leadership that you have. I want you to take the time. You can get help in doing this. Have your virtual assistant or your executive assistant help you with this, but shine bright by doing this. On the very first day, we're talking all about culture. You're going to come in with your mission, your vision, your values. Even if it was written in that job description, this is the time for you to verbally articulate what it is that you're about. I want you to talk about your business, how it started, what your why is, what motivates you, and what that big vision looks like. Then you're going to transition into how this new hire fits into that vision. So what is their role? What are the expectations? This is where you shift from the emotional part of the business to kind of the facts, the nitty gritty. As a member on this team, this is what's expected of you. And so this is where that leadership comes in. This is where that authority and the ownership, the pride come in, and you're also giving them direction. I say this all the time. People want to know what to do and what's expected of them. When we have a gap or a misunderstanding, that's when dysfunction begins. So take this time on the very first day, inundate them with your culture, 
things that are important to you, your mission, vision, and your values, move into the role and what's expected of them. And then something I'm going to spend an entire episode on next week is talking about the key results areas. And I'll give you a preview to that. Key results areas are really the agreement of, actually, it's a statement of what you want, what you expect out of this role in 30 days, in 60 days, and in 90 days. You are telling them how to be successful in the business. I want you to do this because there is so much clarity that's going to come out of this process. They're going to have impactful questions to ask you about. It's going to guide your weekly conversations. You are going to be able to test them to see if they do have attention to detail, if they are capable of meeting these goals, because we know Sometimes we make poor hiring decisions with a guardrail or a guideline like these 30, 60, 90 day expectations. If they're falling behind, you can course correct. And for sure, at the end of 90 days, because you're going to intentionally meet 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days. If you've had three opportunities or they have had three opportunities and they have not really brought their A game in the first 90 days, I can tell you it's not going to be a magical fit and both parties will know it. So these key results areas are a piece of my magic in the hiring process. Please don't skip this. You're going to want to go over this on day one. I believe that that's all day one needs to be. Culture, expectations, and KRAs. That can probably happen in two hours After those two hours, I would close up that conversation and just encourage them to look over your brand collaterals, your your brand materials, your website, et cetera. At this point, they're obviously day one. They're still familiarizing themselves with your brand. So in the next day or the next time you're meeting, but for these purposes, let's just say day two, day two, you're going to show up and I want this day to be about building rapport and showing best practices. How are they going to be a successful part of your business? Again, going back to that vision and how they fit into the vision. So you're going to have to connect the dots for them because they haven't been able to do this. This may be the day that you show them the organizational chart that we talked about earlier. Here's my organizational chart today. Here's where I see it in the future. You can focus on today because that's probably all that they can get to. So focus on just today. This is who's on this team. This is where you fit. And here are all the responsibilities for the team that I have built out. And the other thing is when in this building rapport portion of the process, I want you to start to understand their personal side. So dive into what makes them them. Talk about their past experiences. Allow them to show up as a leader on this day. The first day was all about learning you. On the second day, I want you to reserve a portion of this day to get to know them. Some people will use the Myers-Briggs, the DISC, the Colby, some of those personality assessments, which does not include the Colby, but some of the personality assessments can really open up some big conversations to allow you guys to just understand and get a deeper look because at this point, you really don't know a ton about this individual. So understanding who they are, what kind of personality they have, how that fits into your team, and then on a deeper level, what is their motivation? So how are they motivated and what is their why? Why are they doing this for you? What is attractive? I want you to write this down because it is going to come into play as you are engaging and re-engaging this person over the years and months that they're with you. 
I said years first because I truly feel if you hire this way, you're going to have people on your team for years, which is really unheard of in this online space, but I see it and I facilitate it day in and day out. So after that report, that's kind of the icebreaker. That's how you're going to get into day two. And then I want you to introduce them to the team. This is the day that you're going to send the email to the team and say, welcome. And this person, the new hire is going to be included in this. You may create a video to show your physical excitement for them. And you've already prefaced the team. So the team knows that they're coming. But on this day, it's the official unveiling. Think about like cutting the grand opening ribbon. This is the day that you really want to celebrate this new hire and explain how they fit in, show how they're going to be valuable and a great teammate. This has to be done by the leader and it needs to be done on day two. The other thing you're going to talk about during your time together are any assessments or intakes that you need. So if there's anything for your role that requires surveys or pre and post, anything, any survey that you need, any information you need, you're probably going to want to know their biographical information. You clearly have their name, but you may want to know when their birthday is, maybe even their business anniversary or their personal anniversary, you know, where they live, things like that, that will make a difference. Oh, their address. So at some point, I hope that you're going to send them a card or something physical in the mail because you really are going to value this person. And there is nothing better than physical mail. So I would get some of those things through intake forms. If you want to know their assessment results through Colby, through Myers-Briggs, any of that, make sure to just gather it at this time. You're really building rapport. Just remember, on the second day, it's all about rapport. If you have any policies and procedures, this is the day. I want you to bring those out, go over them. Every single person needs to hear these policies through you. So what are your expectations, not of the role, but in your business? What are the policies? Do you have boundaries? What are their boundaries? I mean, everything down to your privacy policy, your refund policy, all of those things need to be shared with this new hire because the more information that they can get without feeling like it's in a fire hose, the better off they're going to be, the more loyal they're going to be to you. Another thing on this day is brand. I want them to understand your brand. So if you have brand collaterals, your logo, your maybe you have a voice document, maybe you have a copy document, maybe you have brand guidelines, I want you to share all of that today. Additionally, share your annual calendar. I want you to take 30 minutes to an hour to go over what the next six to 12 months look like in your business. I hope you already have this mapped out because this is not the time to do this. I want you to focus on the new hire. At this point, you're going to share with them what's coming up, what's going to be taking your time, when you take vacations, what your personal life calendar looks like. If you're off or you're light during the summer because your kids are home, I want you to communicate that because it builds rapport. It's helping that person to understand you as the business leader. Through these conversations, you're going to get so much depth. Alrighty, to recap day two, it's a big day. It's probably a three, four hour day. You're gonna build that rapport at the very beginning with an icebreaker of best practices and how to be successful. What are they motivated by? Then you're gonna move into the introduction to the team. 
You're going to collect intakes. You're going to have them review policies in the brand. And then you're going to go over your annual calendar. Through that annual calendar process, you're going to uncover what your business model is. So if this person is brand new to you, this is going to be awesome for them. Day one and day two are heavy days. They're very, very, very important. You can't skip one piece of them. Day three, this is the first day that you're giving them access to the tools. Until this point, they have not been a recipient of the LastPass information or any of your passwords because I want them granularly focused on getting to know you as the leader, possibly your team, and your brand. Now it's time to get to work. They know what's expected of them, and to do that, they're going to need access to tools, systems, and the passwords. On day three, you're going to begin the process handoff. So if your team, you or your team, are currently facilitating a process and you are getting rid of that, today is the day when those two parties are going to meet, the new hire and the existing owner of the process. You're going to meet, and there's going to be a training or I'll just call it a discovery call to hand off this process. This can be done one-to-one and it doesn't always have to be done by the leader of the company. Whoever owns it today should be handing it over. If this is something brand new to your business, it will require the leader to cast the vision for that process. This new hire is not going to be able to step in without having any idea. They may come in with the process already in their head, and this may be something that they're an expert in, but they still have to see how it fits into your business and what your expectations are around it. So this is done one-to-one. And then if there's any specific tool training, let's just say that you use Trello and they have been an avid Asana user, then someone on your team, or maybe you have some training tutorials already there, but you're going to want to give them that training on that specific tool so that they can add value so super quickly. That's all of day three. And it's really going to depend on how many processes that you're handing off. Again, we do not want to flood them out with this big old wide open water hose. We want to make sure that we're keeping this to three processes or less in the first week. Day four, much of the same as as day three. I want you to focus on the process handoff because my goal at the end of this week is that the following week, this person is 50% profitable for you from a time perspective. What I mean by 50% profitable is they're able to come into your business that next Monday morning and know what they have to do, know what their responsibilities are, know how to do it right away without needing you. So they're going to be 50% capable of doing the role that you wrote the job description for. You're going to have to remember that when you're training them on the processes on day three and day four. If you need day five to do that, take it. So we're at the last day of the week. And on this day, I want you to make sure that you have created a time It's going to be the shortest day that you're going to connect, but I want you to create time for them to meet with your team, whether that's in one collective meeting or one-to-one, really is going to depend on the role and the weight of the role. But I also want you to schedule your weekly or monthly calls, whatever meeting cycle that is important for the role that's coming into your business. I want you to set those up now. You can have your assistant do it, but I want those to be set up and on their calendar so that there's no confusion, that expectations are completely set. 
on a face-to-face call, I want you to talk to them and ask them for feedback of this process. It is so important that you get feedback on how you have delivered, how this feels, how they feel. I'd love to take a survey at day five on how the onboarding process has gone. And I'm kind of a data nerd. I love to look at this stuff, but how do I do this repeatedly? What are the opportunities that I have to make this process better? Is there anything that was missing? Is there any best practices that they have seen from other people that they would like to add for the next person coming in? So ask for that feedback. And if there's anything that they suggest that you want to take action on, please do it have it ready to go for the following Tuesday. I want you to show them that you care about their feedback and do something about it. Deliver, deliver, deliver on both sides. It is absolutely critical that both parties deliver and set realistic expectations and communicate. It starts in this first week and day five is the very first time that you're going to open that door and ask for them to give you feedback. This is going to set the tone for a super strong communicative relationship that's going to lead to success. You're going to wrap up this meeting by talking about what are the expectations for next week. So when you come to work next week, here's what's expected of you. Remember, we have that 30-day goal or KRA. We already have that mapped out. I want you to look back at that and break down that 30-day KRA, whatever that goal is, the outcome of the role for the first 30 days. I want you to break that down into what they could do in one week to feel successful. We can't give them something so lofty that they're not going to be able to show their value to you within one week. It's not fair. We want them to have quick wins because we want them to feel connected, valued, and like a winner. So as I'm wrapping up, I hope that this has been really, really valuable. Day one is culture. Day two is rapport. Day three and four are all about the process handoff and really diving into what the role is about. And then day five is feedback and expectations for the following week. I hope that this has been enriching to you guys. As with every single episode, we do an ops activity or I suggest an ops activity of the week. And this week is no different. So the reason behind the ops activities is that you actually operationalize the content that you're consuming. All too often, I see people or hear people that listen to all these podcasts, but they don't do anything with it. Or they go to all these webinars, but it's just another training. It's just another time suck. I do not want the Ops Authority podcast to be anything like that. So put it to good use. And here is your task for this week that's going to help move your business forward. In this process, we talked about those passwords that are going to be needed for a new hire. Would you look at your systems and your tools and make a list of the tools that people need in your business, people that are currently there. Create an audit sheet that you can come back to. So for a social media manager in your business, what tools do they need access to? And then make sure that they have access to them. Maybe if you're using LastPass, create those teams. That is a paid function, so you may not want to do that. And if you don't, that's where this spreadsheet comes into play. I want you to have, whether it's a Google sheet or I don't care what kind of sheet it is, just make sure that you have a list of all of the tools. So you're going to start with a list of all of the tools and who needs access to them, whether it's a name or a role in your business. So it could be Bobby Sue 
or it could be social media manager. I don't care how you do it. It needs to be a document that you can come back and audit on a monthly basis. And this is really to protect yourself, but this is one of those things that you can be doing before you ever even go into the hiring process. Make a tool assessment so you know who to give access to and who not to. So to recap, the ops activity of the week is to create, is to do a tool assessment so that you know every single tool that's in your business. You can do this by looking at your statements, by looking at your LastPass right now, or whatever tool that you're using to store all of your passwords. So make sure to do that this week. And I would like for you to post this in the prompt in the Ops Insiders Facebook group. You can find it by going to theopsinsiders.com. And we're going to have a post on there. It's going to be titled episode 32. You'll be able to easily find that by going to episode number 32. And you can tell us, did you complete that tool assessment so that when your new hire gets there, that is one less thing that you need to do. Alrighty, guys, I hope that you have enjoyed this. I know I am on fire for this content, so I'm so excited to be sharing it with you guys. Don't forget, if you want help in hiring, go to theopsauthority.com forward slash hiring simplified for my three-phase course that is going to help you do this much smarter, much faster, and with much more precision and heart than you have done in the past. Alrighty, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.